0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today's first reading blends well with the Gospel from Mark today. Now both reveal who Jesus is for the first century Christians and also for us. The first reading is from the book of Deuteronomy. Now, this is a very important book that tells us very early on in Israelite history, Jesus was revealed and proclaimed in his coming. Now, Deuteronomy itself, the word, comes from two Greek words, deuteros, which means second, and nomos, which means law. And so, Deuteronomy literally is the second law of God that he gives Moses and the Israelites. Now, we can think of Exodus as being the first law that God gives Moses and the Israelites. By all account, Deuteronomy essentially is Moses' last will and testament to the Israelites. After he imparts God's second law upon the Israelites, he will die. Now appreciate the context in which this is all set in. The Israelites have wandered, we know, for 40 years in the desert, trying to find the promised land. Well, now they found it. They realize that all they have to do is cross the Jordan River, and now they're in the Promised Land, exactly where God wants them to be. So Moses calls all of the Israelites together. Now it's an epic scene. The Israelite nation is gathered on the banks of the Jordan River. They're just about to cross the river and enter the Promised Land. And so Moses gives them now Deuteronomy his last instruction before he dies because Moses realizes he will not be able to cross the Jordan and enter the Promised Land. Now, today's first reading is from chapter 18. And Moses now speaks of a prophet like himself. A prophet will be coming. Now, notice the little detail. This person is greater than Moses. Now, whoever this person is that's coming He's going to be greater than Moses to the extent that our life, your life and my life will be measured according to our relationship with this new person that's coming. Now realize how monumental these words are spoken by Moses. We have to understand, Moses is the most authoritarian figure in all of the Old Testament. Why? Because he speaks face to face with God. As a friend. No other prophet has done that. Now, don't get confused. All the prophets from Jeremiah to Ezekiel, Isaiah, Amos, they all heard the voice of God and they proclaimed it. But Moses is the only one, the only one who spoke with God and spoke with God as a friend. One could say Moses recovered the innocence and the friendship that was lost with Adam in the fall of grace. Go back to Genesis. Before the fall, It said that Adam walked in easy fellowship with God in the cool evening of the garden. Well, that's the relationship now that Moses has with God. And God gave him an incredible authority, an authority that is beyond any religious leader in the Old Testament. Moses was the person, remember, that climbed Mount Sinai and spoke with God. For 40 days and 40 nights as a friend. Just to give you an indication of the depth of the level of Moses and his ability to speak with authority, Moses was the person in which priests, scribes, Pharisees, teachers would trace their spiritual heritage as well as their authority back to him. What do I mean by this? Well, say you are a scribe, a teacher, a Pharisee, In order for you to establish your credibility and your authority as a teacher, you had to trace essentially your teaching all the way back to Moses. You would say, well, I was taught by Rabbi so-and-so who was taught by Rabbi so-and-so who was taught by Moses. If you could trace your lineage all the way back to Moses, that was important. Why? Because Moses received the law from God's own hands. No other prophet did that. But now, now in the first reading, we hear Moses tell the people, there is one coming who will speak the very words of God. In fact, this person will speak the voice of God. So it begs the question, well, who could this be? Moses is considered the greatest of all the prophets. Now, it would have been hard in the Old Testament for the Israelites to imagine a person that's greater than Moses. Now, we all know who Moses is referring to. He's referring to Jesus Christ himself. Jesus is God's own word in the flesh. Now, with that in mind, fast forward to the gospel of Mark. Mark reveals the word of God, Jesus Christ, now revealed in the flesh. Here we are shown why God is so astonishing. Jesus Christ comes into the synagogue, and he comments on the words of Moses. Notice the people's reaction. It says, The people were astonished at his teaching. He taught as though one having authority, and not as the scribes. Now, this is a powerful moment. Why? Because that is what the prophets and the scribes and the teachers had done throughout the centuries. They relied first upon the authority of Moses. And then, through a whole series of prior teachings from prophets, they would then give their own teaching, derived from all these different resources. Well, this is exactly what priests and deacons do when they prepare their homilies. They rely upon a great deal of resources. For example, the writings of the early church fathers, the writings of saints, commentators throughout the centuries. So they rely upon those as authority for them to be able to preach and teach. But there is something different from Jesus. And Mark shows us Jesus doesn't use any of these resources. He doesn't need to. Jesus is preaching as if he is the source of the law. And he is. See, that's why the people were astonished. Now, if you are a Jew in the first century, in this synagogue where Jesus is preaching, you're going to be blown away. This is a monumental event because no one has ever done something like this. The Pharisees, the scribes, the teachers, yes, they could interpret the words of Moses, But they did so relying upon centuries of numerous commentators of other teachings. But Jesus doesn't do that. He spoke with authority because he is the law. Now, that Greek word that is used for authority is exousio, which means out of the substance of. And so, Jesus speaks out of his own being, out of his own person. He is the one who gave the law to Moses. Jesus is the author of the law. And see, this is, again, why the people were so astonished. Jesus here is revealing his identity in a very subtle way. He does this from time to time. Go, for example, the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. Jesus says, well, you heard it say this way, quoting the Torah and the law. And then he says, but I say to you, it is this way. Well, Jesus, again, is revealing himself. He is the source. He is the law in of itself. Mark is telling us something very powerful here. Jesus truly is God because he speaks with authority, an authority that is beyond Moses. Jesus not only reveals his authority to know the law, but also he reveals his power. Next in the story, they bring in this man with an unclean spirit. Notice the spirit. It speaks in the plural. It doesn't speak in singular. This is very common amongst demons. You know, the early church father described the devil with many titles. One of them was Diabolos. In Latin, it means scatterer. Well, that's what evil does. It scatters, scatters first internally amongst other people in arguments, grudges, especially gossip. But also there's an internal scattering inside of ourselves. You know, our mind is going this way, our intellect is going the opposite way. Our heart is going one way, our soul is going the other way. I think Paul captures it the best in Romans chapter 7, verse 19. He says, I do not do the good that I want to do, but instead I do the evil I do not want to. If I do what I do not want to do, it's the evil that resides with inside of me. Here Paul lays witness to the struggle going on in him and in all of us. Now go back to the gospel. Jesus commands the spirit to be quiet. Here we see Jesus's power over the law and over demons. And the man is cured. But he's cured by the power of Jesus's authoritarian voice. The man's whole being, his heart, his mind, his soul, his will, his intellect, are called to obedience to Christ. Before they were all scattered, all going in different directions. Now they heard the voice of God, and now they are ordered to Jesus Christ. See, this is exactly what Jesus does for us. When we allow Jesus Christ and his authoritarian voice to ring deep inside of us, He gathers our whole self such that our heart, our mind, our soul, our will, and our intellect are all directed and dedicated to Christ. Look at the saints. They're a great example of this. The saints were people whose life was about one thing and one thing only, gathering, gathering their heart, their mind, their will, their intellect such that their whole life is directed and dedicated to Jesus in Christ alone. So what does this mean for us? Well, let Jesus Christ's authoritarian voice resonate in you each and every day of your life. When you pray, when you come to Mass, when you engage a life of stewardship. See, when you do that, then your life will always be directed and dedicated to Christ, in Christ alone. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ Rest upon you always.